0: Biden going communist on mortgages, hiking fees for those with good credit scores to subsidize people with terrible credit scores. First thing I wanted to talk about was uh, this mortgage uh, thing, because uh, a lot of the news sites like Fox News, et cetera, uh, and even some of the more moderate, you know, centrist sites have been going a little crazy about this uh, this new mortgage rule, which was actually announced in January, I found out. So it's not even new, but they only just started reporting on it now because the deadline for it when it's going to come in is May 1st. And um, so this is the headline Fox News has. Biden rule will redistribute high risk loan costs to homeowners with good credit. OK, so that's that's kind of shocking. Let's tell you what actually is happening. So they, they say in the article, w- which is true, uh, mortgages will get around $40 a month more expensive uh, for people with good credit scores. Uh, and good down payments. So um, like to, to sort of shock you, first of all, that's going to amount to $480 a year in extra costs and 14400 extra uh, that you would pay over a 30-year mortgage. Okay, so it is quite significant. Um, and basically what they're doing is there is this fee called the loan level price adjustment. Uh, that's from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and it's a percentage of the house's price, the very small percent of the house's price, and it's part of your closing costs. Now, a lot of people don't necessarily pay it as a closing cost. It sometimes gets distributed over the lifetime of the mortgage in the form of a higher interest payment. But anyway, this fee, um, they are adjusting the sort of structure of this fee so that people with good credit scores actually pay a little bit more, uh, a little bit higher fee than they used to, And people with poor credit scores and also especially low down payments like under 5%, uh, these people pay less uh, than they used to. So that's the explanation of it. It, What do you think?
1: This is crazy. You're going to reward people for having bad credit when they go to get a loan and, and penalize those who have good credit when they go to get a loan on a home I, I after i heard this news i was legitimately thinking to myself is it better for me to just have like a mediocre credit score and try to go get loans for homes no, or, or no, it's could, not.
0: yeah it's not but like no.
1: the, what, what are they doing
0: about? though yeah so the way you just described it i think is the way what hits you first when you read the article but what's actually happening is they're just you're still getting rewarded for having a good credit score but you're just getting rewarded less than you used to. And We can actually show you whose fee is increasing slightly and whose is going down. So here's the the heat map, or what we call a heat map of um, you know credit scores on the left hand side, and down payments across the top. Okay, so that's uh, so you can see that people who have credit scores between 720 and 760. And down payments of around 20%. So they're borrowing 80 to 85% of the, the house value. Those people, their their fee is increasing. Their loan level adjustment fee is increasing <laughs> slightly.
1: Those are the people that are getting loans. Those are your, your core buyers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah. 20% down payment and a and a credit score around 750. That's what people aim at. That's what people want. (laughs) You know, that's what everyone thinks. Oh, I got to get to that level. Um, but the interesting thing of this chart is that, you know, so like we said, although we see like red in the chart, don't get fooled. The people at the top of this chart are still paying a lower fee than the people at the bottom. It's just the people at the bottom used to pay something like 13 times as much as the people at the top. Now they're going to be paying around seven times as much uh, in terms of fees as the people at the top. So it's, it's evening it out. It is kind of socialist in a way um, because it's kind of evening out the playing field. But don't forget, this is just one fee. The, the interest rates are still going to go down as you go up in credit score. So that's not changing. It's just this one, this other thing, this, this fee thing. But what the interesting thing is, though, on the right hand side of the chart, you can see fees are decreasing for everyone. Who has a down payment under five percent, which could just be a, you know, an indication of the current economic climate where people don't have as much money because, or, or should I say, maybe people have the same amount of money, but house prices have inflated so much that people are no longer able to pull together the twenty percent down payments. So it is cool to see that people with lower down payments are actually being, uh, kind of rewarded in a way, which you know, from my point of view, it's like, well, you can use this to your advantage. Okay. So in general, you want to still get your credit score as high as possible, but actually now just be aware, Hey, if you, if you get a lower down payment, you're not actually going to pay as much in fees as you used to. Um, so that could, you know, you can always use these things to the advantage.
1: Yeah. You, you can definitely do some things with it. Uh, you know, there's always ways to work in home buying, I've always thought that the United States market for home buying is nationalized on some levels with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. I mean, they buy up all the mortgages. There wouldn't be enough liquidity in the market in order for us to have the amount of mortgages that go through. But it's interesting to think about from what happened today, uh, the new home building loan applications went down 9% this month so far. So, So when you're talking about permits, and things like that, they're dropping. Everything's coming down. The earnings reports are coming out, and you're going to see you know more and more of the whole economy is coming down. I think it's 4.5% below the current earnings reports that have come out from all the companies that are on the market. They're 4.5% less earnings than it was this time last year.
0: The home So builders.
1: just the whole market in general. The home builders wow. are, are coming in with less permits. So the the home builders have applied for 9% less permits. You know, that's one out of 10 homes is not not being built now than it was last year.
0: When reading about this, some people are even talking uh, about being able to get mortgages with less less than a 20% down payment with no uh, private mortgage insurance, just because there are so little mortgages being applied for that banks are letting people do that.
1: Yeah, the, the PMI stuff is going to happen. But the problem is, is with people and their down payments, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the the PMI, the private mortgage insurance that you need for anything below 20% goes down to 15%. You know, that becomes an industry standard here in the next year because of the fact that yeah. you're, you're going to have a point where the housing market's going down, right? Slowly going down, but inflation's coming up. It's going to meet somewhere and that's going to be your perennium. It's gonna it's gonna be the market medium where you go okay the 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 cost of money or the value of money is down so low and the cost of the house is down it's gonna meet so even if the cost of the house is going down money's value is still going less and less so you're gonna say well my house is worth three hundred thousand well the money's not worth it anymore so it's three fifty yeah. so that's that's what you're running into in the mortgage world and this this type of information doesn't help mortgage people. Cause like it was when I first started out here. So what I'm going to pay more for bad credit. Everybody's going to think that the whole country is going to go, I'm going to pay more for bad credit. I don't want to do this now. So in an industry that's already at a 30 to 40 year low, the mortgage industry applications, 40 year, 40 year low right now. The last time it was this bad, was in the eighties. So now the the government's going to add some more criteria to scare people, whatever it does. I mean, I don't think they do it on purpose to scare people. It's just the reality of what's happening. It's scaring people.
0: So what do you and, think? Are we sliding into communism, or is it just they're adjusting the uh, the system to meet the current economic climate?
1: I, I mean, I think everywhere in the in the world has some some nationalization socialization uh aspects in every part of all of our governments and and some people will say well it's because there's the amount of people and it's like no the most lucrative time uh for society is when there's less regulation on people's abilities to do things so you you make more money when there's less regulations you know if if for example like we say the fda they approve certain types of food you know the the ketchup packet in the united states has 20 ingredients versus the one in the uk has what four five so it's like uh, is it really helping or is it is it just some way to make money for some government subsidized uh, ability so uh, i i'd be curious to see if there's any dirty money into this funding on the back end of where the companies that are funneling this extra $14,000 every 30 years. You know, where where does that $40 actually go and start and end? Does it help, or is it just another? that
0: that was what someone else mentioned was that it's just a tax. It's just another tax because most people who, well, a a lot of people, at least people aspire to be in that range, right? Of the 750 credit score with the the 20% down payment. So if that's where a lot of people are buying houses and they suddenly got more expensive, um, it's just an extra tax on them. right? It could just be a cash yeah. grab, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then that's, that's the biggest biggest problem right there is that the, we're already the inflation, that's the hidden tax, right? That everybody has to pay whether we wanna deal with it or not. Our money's worth less than what we made yesterday. And so now if you wanna buy a home, which is probably the most conservative investment in the history of the United States, um, and, and the most stable, even though there's been ups and downs, eddies and flows, like with anything, now you're going to get taxed for trying to become better at it. You know, So it's, it's interesting to see where that money goes. I guarantee it just goes into the slush box and we'll see where it never ends up. So it's sad, but so- yeah, are we sliding into communism? For sure. I mean that, thats exactly what it, the, this this fundamentally is—is is another uh, excessive tax on earnings for the person by the government.
0: Just what it yeah, is, especially for the middle middle class as well, isn't it? I think a, a lot of middle class people are in that range of because the rich people can buy with cash. The middle class people are still getting mortgages, but they have the good credit scores and the decent down payments. All right, so from the Biden administration, going communist on mortgages. Uh, Let's move into another Biden story, which is Biden family members receiving money from China. And this this is a kind of shocking one too. And I think there's probably a lot more to go with this story, a lot more to find out as it develops. But basically the House Oversight Committee, so obviously the Republicans took over the House so they can subpoena people and they can investigate a lot of stuff they've probably wanted to investigate for a while. So the House Oversight Committee, they subpoenaed the banking records of the Biden family. They discovered over $1 million paid from a Chinese energy company to various Biden family members. Notably on March 1st, 2017, less than two months after Vice President Joe Biden left public office, State Energy Hong Kong Limited, a Chinese company, wired $3 million to Rob Walker's company. The next day, that company wired $1,065 million to a company associated with James Giller another Biden family associate. Afterwards, the Biden family received approximately $1,065, right, the same amount, in payments over a three-month period in different bank accounts. From bank records, it appears that the Biden family received approximately one-third of the money obtained from the China wire. Can see the table, and you can see um, the different accounts. So Hallie Biden, and then some of these accounts are well, some of them are, are companies as well, but the companies associated with Hunter Biden uh, and some of the other Bidens. Okay, Hallie Biden, and there's another Biden that's unknown. Bi uh, just just Biden in in uh, in these little brackets. So maybe that's the big guy. I don't know, um, but yeah, that's that's they they were able to find these payments from China. Obviously, suspicious what these payments are for we don't know
1: I, I i mean haven't they been doing this for years i remember ukraine and energy in 20 what was that 2018 2016 when when hunter was like a ukrainian energy expert
0: burisma was like, he was on the board of burisma, burisma a ukraine yeah ukraine <laughs> yeah. The energy company
1: what <laughs> yeah. and then, and then you get all this information coming out about how, how is this even happening in our society how do we sit here and look at all of this and go yep you know crazy grandpa he's our he's our guy
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I this know. has been people have known about this for years and nothing's really been done about it but um i guess you well, know that the republicans can subpoena people now so
1: well will anything end up being done about it anyway i mean you have you have trump going in to be arraigned by the state of new york right the district attorney for manhattan and now you have this and it's like can we can we all just be human beings and and get over some some petty trifles like i don't care who you are you got a hundred years on this earth you're gonna leave whether you like it or not and You know, why don't you try to be a good person for a minute and just just take a step back and say, how do we help rather than how do we hurt? I think that's the biggest problem is, is that, you know, a million dollars. Right. Like. Go run a business for a year or two and and put your heart and soul into it. You'll make some money. (laughs) Like, And and here these guys are like getting Chinese communist money. Like, where does that money come from? Well, we, we know where it comes from. It comes from slave labor, uh, forced labor, people, you know, being held against their will for, you know, their religious beliefs and then being forced to do labor. So like the Communist Party making their money that they're giving to uh, our officials, family members by forcing people to do egregious things or, you know, egregious things. It's like when when does this really get brought to the light? And when do we as a as a human race say, you know what, enough's enough?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of been coming into the news and stuff for a long time, but you don't actually see any prosecution <laughs> at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there, there,
0: there's no one there's no one
1: speaking out and saying, well, it's time to put Rob Walker on, on trial for uh distributing funds illegally to X, Y, and Z. But the, the real question is, is it illegal? Is there anything really illegal about it? You know, I guess, yeah, you could say that they received money, but well, if they want to give them money, well, well what's the stop then? That's your choice. So I don't think there's anything really illegal about it. It's just, it's really fishy to think that, you know, you're accepting that kind of money.
0: Yes. And, and what they're doing in return? I mean, what are they, what are they Yeah, doing right.
1: By, yeah. You know, no one gives anything insurance. away for free.
0: No, it's buying so. influence, isn't it? You know?
1: Yeah. Lobbying from another country.
0: It's lobbying. Yeah. yeah well, moving on uh, to our next story. Uh, so we keep an eye on that. Uh, but moving on to our next story, the uh, Fox lawsuit. So Fox business they have settled with dominion voting systems for 787.5 million dollars for basically airing content that accused them of conducting election fraud now dominion had originally sued them for 1.6 billion that number perhaps a bit far fetched I-, I don't know but anyway they settled they didn't have to fight it they settled for over 700 million a lot of this was lou dobbs show i remember at the time listening to his show on uh, fox business and he had Sidney Powell basically on there almost every day, interviewed about election fraud. And uh, she was going hard on Dominion. And uh, he was actually taken off the air. He, he was forced to retire. His show was canceled after that uh, in early 2021, I think. And I'm guessing it was because of all that coverage he did on election fraud. I guess Fox Business and Fox News started feeling the heat. So what do you think about this one, Mike? There we go. There's a the I- settlement.
1: I mean, seven hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. Fox Fox is worth what eighteen billion? Fox Fox yeah, Television. Yeah, that, that's like, you know, a, a chunk of their whole business entity. They're getting hit for, and they're willing to settle. These 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 guys thought they were going to lose the money. They settled out of court. The day before, yeah. they were going to pick the trial for the jury. Somebody told them, like, hey, you better settle. You might get hit for this whole amount, plus fees, plus everything else. You know, they're looking at a $2 billion bill at the end of the day with lawyers and everything else. So, is you know, obviously, they felt like uh, they are going to lose. Otherwise, you wouldn't come up off of a, almost, a, you know, three-quarters of a billion dollars. So, it's interesting to really think about where, where their heads are at. You can trace a lot of different things back to the voting systems. You can trade us, you know, and it's really interesting to me that, you know, this is a defamation lawsuit, right? This is probably the largest, uh, I would assume the largest defamation lawsuit paid out ever in the history. They settled for $787 million, like that's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Interesting. You know, they say they're going to fight the lawsuit against Smartmatic, which is the other... A uh, voting system company uh, that they've been sued by, and they have said that they're going to fight that one.
1: I've never heard of Smartmatic. The reason they'll probably fight that is because they don't have as much credible information, right? So when you hear when you hear about Lou Dobbs talking about it, I don't think they ever brought up Smartmatic once. You know,
0: I, I think Sydney Powell definitely brought it up. Uh, whether I remember her talking about it on Lou Dobbs, I don't know, but
1: two point seven billion dollars Smartmatic lawsuit. So this is almost twice as much as the dominion pile. They're going to fight that one.
0: All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep following this one and we'll see what happens. But I know Mike, you wanted to talk about this next story, Chile announcing the nationalization of lithium.
1: Yeah. So any nationalization, let's be clear, is the government taking over private enterprise. So Uh, recently, Gabriel Boric is now the president of Chile starting in March 2022. Uh, One of the first things he does is he's nationalizing lithium mines. He's making the government take over it. So since that announcement yesterday, the largest shareholder of lithium mines, the PRC, People's Republic of China. You can see this is a breakdown of all of the things that China's regional snapshot for South America, what they own, how they're invested.
0: It's like declaring war on China, basically, isn't it?
1: Well, I don't necessarily know that because they still have their Argentina mines. But But, I mean, it's saying
0: we're going to forcibly take back this thing that you own. The oh, to.
1: the yeah, right. they saying we're yeah. nationalizing the lithium mines because of green energies, and they want to make sure that it's done appropriately. You know, that was that was That's Boric's, excuse, uh, yeah, his excuse. Um, so I look at it from two angles. Like, yeah, the nationalization of any any business in the United States and the world to me is an effort to bring socialism communism but on the on the other angle he's now pulling back from them and saying you can't have this because they actually are the majority owners so you have Ganfeng lithium Chi lithium and Xinjin mining that are all players in Argentina and Chile and Ganfeng lithium holds a 51% stake in one of the biggest producers of lithium in the world, which is out of Chile. So Chile now produces the second most amount of lithium. And what's happening is is by 2030, the lithium industry will become a $1 trillion industry because of all of the electric vehicles. And so when you're a country like Chile, you got to think like Saudi Arabia before 1940, right? So, So completely... Different atmosphere. Now you're going to have the most desired natural resource in the world at your fingertips. So Saudi Arabia has oil, right? Everybody needs oil to put it in their cars, the the gasoline. Now you have lithium mines that are essentially going to be your batteries. Your batteries are going to run out at 150,000 miles. You're going to need a new one. You know, batteries don't last forever. Just like in your cell phone, the battery dies. It doesn't charge as quickly. It doesn't hold as much. So that's, that's really what's happening here is Boric's looking at it and going, all right, let's get them out of our country. Let's take ownership and now let's start to grow wealth. I wouldn't be surprised to see Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile form something like OPEC over the next few years where, where they yeah. control the rate of the raw lithium that goes. Because China produce, takes and manufactures 60% of all of the lithium. The raw lithium, 60% of it goes to China. And they're the manufacturing partner so a lot of people believe like they're the major holders for the mineral and they're not it's actually uh chile and i believe argentina's number
0: one for the lithium mines chile's number two so there's actually a lot of it here in the united states as well but we just don't mine it yeah we we don't do anything with our
1: natural resources besides sit on them yeah Part of me says it's a good idea. and Then there's another part of me that says it's a bad idea. The strategic reserves for oil are always good to have.
0: Maybe the idea is to deplete theirs first, and then we have ours as a backup at the end. You know?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of oil, though. We're not going to deplete all the oil. No, not fuel. just the oil,
0: but the lithium, too. The rare earths, you know? Yeah,
1: the, the rare earth minerals, to me, are probably the most valuable thing right now on the planet right, is yeah. that everybody's using them for all the new technology that's coming out, all the development that's coming forward. You know, if we didn't have lithium, if we didn't have platinum, we didn't have cadmium, we, we wouldn't have all these new micro transistor technology.
0: Now, I want to talk about a company that is fighting wokeness, um, and that is this public square app that has announced that it is going public. By uh, it's going to have an IPO, and they are the largest marketplace of pro-America businesses. They launched just around eight months ago, and they've already got four hundred and fifty thousand members and forty thousand businesses on the app. Uh, and they just they recently announced, uh, like two days ago, they announced their intention of going public by SPAC, SPAC Special Purpose Acquisition Company. So they're going to merge with Columbia Acquisition Corp. That's the company they're merging with. Uh, ticker symbol CLBR, and expected to provide 150 million dollars in cash to fund their expansion. So these guys are serious. 150 million looks like they're really looking to expand in a major way. And they say the potential market is 100 million Americans. 100 million people have this feeling about buying products patriotic. You know, they don't they want to support pro America businesses. And I can just read you a little quote from the CEO. So he said. For too long, progressive corporations have prioritized highly politicized ideas over the interests and values of the American people. Because of this, we as patriotic Americans are hungering for a future where the power is back in the hands of we the people and a parallel economy is created. With the Public Square platform, we are grateful to provide a solution that helps everyday freedom-loving Americans spend their hard-earned money with businesses that prioritize the values that have made the nation so special in the first place, and we're just getting started, and we're proud to partner with the Columbia team. So that's what they're doing. Actually, if you look on their Instagram, it's quite interesting because they have these little posts where they say, "Buy one thing, ditch ditch another thing." Right? So like, uh, buy ditch Tom's mouthwash and buy this other brand, Vanman, uh, and they have that for a load of different brands. You know, for example, they'll say. Uh, by Garnu, Ditch Tampax, right, for feminine hygiene products. They say, by, um, by Chuna, <laughs> Ditch Patagonia. Um, I've never heard of, yeah, see, there, there's the uh, Tom's mouthwash one. and uh, But the thing is, I've never really heard of many of the brands. They,
1: they it sound like all no name brands.
0: Little known, yeah, little known brands. Yeah, there you've got Tampax, Stitch Tampax, buy this other one. I mean, I'm sure the Garnu is probably just as good. <laughs> I should suggest it to my wife. Do you want to get this one instead? She'd probably say no. <laughs> uh, you know, people trust. That's the thing about it. You know, when you trust a brand, uh, it is pretty hard. I mean, I've got Patagonia here. I like it. It's, it's really good. And I know they're a bit woke, but, uh, you know, well, would I really want to go for? It's kind of like
1: Q-tip, Q-tips and Kleenex, right? They're, they're actually cotton swabs and facial tissues, but we know them by their brands, by those names because the branding efforts from Kleenex and Q-tip were just phenomenal. And and so like that, that's, it's kind of what you're going to run into. Like Patagonia is, is a world renowned brand, you know, uh, to, to go up against them. Is, is a fight in and of itself. But you are going to have a tremendous amount of people in the United States who are on this side of the spectrum and say, you know what, I don't need to buy a Patagonia. If I'm going to buy newer stuff, I'm going to use this brand. And, and I think the challenge here for, for this company is to really going to make it user friendly. You know, How are you going to create the drop shipping? How are you going to create that whole purchase flow? So if I go to your your Instagram right now. And I go, all right, I want to buy this hat. And I click on the hat. Is it going to take me to a place to buy it immediately? Am I going to get it in seven days? How's that going to work out?
0: Well, right now what they do is they, they direct you to the website of the merchant, but they give you a discount code. So basically you get a discount for clicking through this app. And uh...
1: so so now you've got to go to the merchant, create your account with them, go through their steps,
0: Uh... It's yeah, it's the same as if you bought it off the merchants website, like I guess you could check out as a guest maybe but it's more like a shopping portal, Uh, like um, similar to like Rakuten or, uh, you know, some of those sites that give you some cash back for clicking through their site. It's, it's kind of like that. So they give you like a discount code, and then you click through. um, And yeah, not all of them have discounts, actually, some of them have discount codes. Um, But yeah, you click through to get to your patriotic, uh, patriotic site. I I would probably try it with some brands, but not with everything, you know, like things that are more generic, like facial tissues. Uh, If I felt that they were just the same product, just with a different brand name, yeah, I'd probably go for the patriotic brand. Uh, But like Patagonia, North Face, like those brands are so good. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I would would try them. I buy a shirt from you or something or other that I might want to get. I'm not going to buy a $500 coat from you. Like I would at North face without trying it out. You know? So yeah. When you're spending a lot of money. Right. So that, that's where the challenges come into play is, you know, the, the purchase point and exactly what the consumer is willing to pay. I think if they had a portal system set up to where they serviced it, kind of like Amazon, and mm. you bought directly from them, and they took care of it. I'd be a lot more ready, willing, well, and able to purchase.
0: Maybe that's what they want to do. Because I mean, 150 million is a huge amount of money. To I mean, what are they going to set up with that? Maybe that is their plan to set up something like Amazon, the patriotic Amazon. That would be amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Set it up in Texas and Florida to start, and then uh, go from yeah. there. Take your 150 million and monopolize those states. you'll you'll have a lot more success.
0: Um, Well, you could ship nationwide, but you definitely want your headquarters in Texas or Florida, wouldn't you?
1: If you wanted to make sure that you were on the two day level of Amazon, right? To where you're delivering the products in two to three to four days, just, just focus on Texas and Florida, own those places. There's, there's, there's a population of 40 million between the two States. You're going to do just fine, especially with the atmospheres there with the population. I think, I think you, you would be a smart strategic move and then growth from there. Cause the bordering States of those States are in similar fashion. Yeah. That would be the, the, the strongest strategic move. And then I'd probably be a little bit more inclined to say, okay, well, uh, I'll definitely, they can ship out of those States too. So, you know, Oh, it's going to take four days to get to the Michigan or to New York or to California. That's fine. Whatever.
0: Yeah. I think the um, the whole thing with Anheuser-Busch with the Bud Light stuff, has really served as a huge catalyst for these guys, you know, because a lot of people were were really annoyed about the whole woke thing with, uh, with Bud Light. I wonder
1: how much the advertising costs to go for a Public Square for them to tell you buy this brand, not this brand. Now, I would assume that's where the revenue stream comes from, but I really don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe the referrals. I'm not sure yet. Although, or, or but I mean, they're a startup right now, so maybe they're just relying on venture capital, just cash burn. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're going public that fast. That's pretty amazing. It is. Yeah. So, are you gonna buy any stock, Ben?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll wait for my DWAC stock to uh the stratosphere.
1: <laughs> to, We'll see to what mature? happens mature. Yeah, yeah. we might be waiting uh, a while i'll
0: wait i'll wait for the liquidation at ten dollars a share
1: (laughs) yeah right
0: (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't know i don't know no i I think it will merge dwac for those of you that don't know what we're talking about trump's truth social social media platform is supposed to merge with dwac i think it will happen he's just stringing it out um right now it's twelve dollars a share so if you buy it now and it doesn't happen you'll only lose two dollars anyway because it'll liquidate at around ten dollars um but uh <laughs> yeah we've been looking at that for like a year oh we go oh 13 dollars okay we're a little bit up today
1: <laughs> yeah it was pumping at 60 when at first the news dropped right a year ago
0: yeah I mean it went up to 190 that was its peak when it went things yeah. went crazy and then it was and sort it of reliably between 40 and 60 um but I think it will I- I'm sure it will pump again because I think it you know Trump's been like Truth Social, he just set it up, but he hasn't really pushed it. My hypothesis is is that it's gonna play a key role in his twenty twenty four campaign. That's that's when I think possibly the the platform will get a lot more new users and perhaps the stock will pump or whatever. So that's what I'm thinking.
1: Ron just announced that he's running for president, so we'll see what happens.
0: Oh, DeSantis? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So, yeah. I don't think he'll uh I don't think he'll beat Trump in the primary though. Maybe Trump will choose him as his VP. I mean, I think that's what everyone would like.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I really don't care anymore at this rate. I say let's get rid of all the politicians and uh every man for themselves.
0: Yeah. Like anarchy. You just you just get a get a 12 gauge slung across your back and uh I just say eliminate the police and... and
1: get rid of the politicians.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was imagining more like a Mad Max type thing. Yeah, all, all right, right. well Okay, I think we better leave it there. Uh, certainly some interesting topics to discuss. Guys, leave us some comments down below. If you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, leave us a comment. What do you think about these stories, especially the public square stuff? Would you quit drinking, uh, you know, well, you probably quit drinking bud, but would you quit wearing Patagonia in in favor of some brand that you've never heard of? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, whether you think it would be worth it or maybe only worth it for lower cost items, but h- how expensive would you go? Um, leave us a comment below as always do like us on uh facebook youtube etc uh if you're listening on one of the major podcast platforms leave us a five-star review share this with your friends you can follow our micro content on tiktok instagram reels and youtube shorts our handle is dirty money show thanks for joining us mike thanks and we'll see you guys next time